episode seven or as my spanish lesson taught me today see it uh <laughs> yeah they really emphasize siete. like okay uh today's episode uh man by the name uh that we know finally is old hickory uh you may have seen him on the 20 dollar bill his name is president andrew jackson and we were asked to just discuss our opinion of this president um so I think we just talked about we're going to historically focus on his accomplishments and legacy that he he left behind. So he's the seventh president, um, and we were just kind of discussing he's the first president who's not a founding father. I mean, he's, I guess, probably fair to say he's not one of our favorites, but uh, just to kind of put it in perspective. He's the first president. He's the seventh president. He's the first one who's not a founding father or the child of a founding father, like John Quincy Adams, his predecessor. Um, and he's the first president from west of the Appalachian Mountains, which kind of earns him this moniker of being a hillbilly, even though he was a, a lawyer and fairly rich. Yeah. <laughs> He'll get a lot of credit to try and be like the common man. He's not the common man. <laughs> but part of that was that he was raised without kind of formal education a lot of it he was kind of born in the even look up like where he was born it just gives you a, an area like it doesn't even there's not even like a really a town right um but like by the end of the revolution he's essentially orphaned his dad dies before he's born and then he has i think his one brother who dies of heat exhaustion in a battle and then like his mom and other brother die of like a sickness and so like he grows up like hating great britain and then Rises to prominence. One of the things that he's famous for is being, uh, you know, fighting Native Americans early on in his military, which turns into a political career, fighting the Creeks in Alabama, and then going on into Florida to fight the Seminoles. And then obviously that comes to fruition during his presidency when he puts in motion the Indian Removal Act. And so Indian Removal Act, I want to say it's 1837. Uh, basically says that Native Americans can be removed from their territory and, uh, you know, put in on, on reservations. And one of the biggest things here is that uh, this piece of legislation, right, as we would think today, uh, violates countless laws and amendments protecting people. But again, Native Americans aren't seen as citizens of the United States, therefore second-class citizens. Uh, this is my big bone to pick with Andrew Jackson. Like, this is my reason why I do not like him. Uh, the United States government is supposed to remove him from the $20 bill and put on Harriet Tubman, which would be pretty cool. Um, and I'm, I'm very much in favor for, uh, so there is a famous case, uh, that comes down, uh, through the, uh, it goes all the way up to the Supreme court. And basically it is the, um, Cherokee people of Georgia, are going to sue uh, for their rights, uh, basically to have jurisdiction over their land, saying that they do not belong to the United States and therefore are not subject to anything like that. And it goes through the pipeline, like starting in Florida, and goes all the way up to 
the United States Supreme Court, in which uh, famous Justice Chief John Mar uh, first Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, if I believe, uh, John Marshall hands down a decision ruling in favor of the Cherokees, saying that they had autonomy and, and their rights were, were only to be negotiated uh, through the, the federal government. And the quote comes uh, pretty famously from Jackson saying, John Marshall has made his decision, now let's see it in him enforce it. And one of the things that is, is Andrew Jackson doesn't actually have anything to enforce, neither does John Marshall in this original act, but it does end up leading to the removal of the Cherokee people from Georgia. And one of the biggest things is you have thousands of people die along this trail that we know today is the Trail of Tears. Um, and, and we have tons of accounts of not only the Native Americans, but also of the soldiers that were forced to guard them uh, as they made their way, as you can see behind Barker, to Oklahoma or what was the Indian Territory. And in my opinion, you're the President of the United States. You have a right to do what is necessary, uh, whatever Congress deems necessary, or another check and balance is whatever the Supreme Court deems is necessary. And Jackson did not do that. And so... In my opinion, no matter what he did that was good during his presidency, this alone uh, treatment of this whole group of people is is makes him a, a negative figure in history for me. Yeah, and I mean, like, there's things that Jackson does that are historical first, but I don't think it outweighs what he did with the Trail of Tears. Um like he's the first presidential candidate who actually like campaigns like he's viewed as the common man like we've talked about before and like in 1824 he loses the election to John Quincy Adams he actually has more electoral votes after the electors vote than Adams does but does not have the majority so it goes to the house of representatives where Henry Clay essentially throws his support behind John Quincy Adams and throws his 37 votes there instead of with um, Jackson. And so Jackson loses, and he kind of throws out this idea that it's, it's kind of where the the first iteration of, like, drain the swamp. Like, yeah. this was a backroom deal, and that, you know, we need to get rid of the people who've, almost like the, the rabbling you hear today about term limits yeah. and all of that, kind of starts back then. Um, but, I mean, he's not, I don't know, there's... People talk about Jacksonian democracy, this idea that the, the common man has a place in American government. And that was the first election where, in 1828, was the first election where non-landowning whites got to vote in some states. And it was also because we just added five more Western states or six more Western states. So a lot of them identified with him a lot more than they did with the landed elite from back east. Um, and he's referred to by his enemies as the king because you know he did what he wanted like he was he instead of the president kind of being somebody who kind of hangs back and makes decisions when they need to and a lot of it's done by congress he really started like putting his influence on things and one of the problems with him not having a long political record or history was that People didn't know how he stood, what his opinion was on a lot of items. So you're bringing in an unknown person to take over one third of the government. And then he essentially, you know, there's the nullification crisis where South Carolina is going to say that they're going to essentially nullify or veto, not in, put in place a tariff 
that the U.S. government has approved. And while, yes, he resolves the crisis, he resolves the crisis by threatening to, like, invade with the army. Yep. And he, on the download, like, starts replacing the, like, the military units in South Carolina with ones that are allied to him, not to the country, but, like, to him as a general. Right. Um, so, you know, it's he got things done, but the way he did it wasn't necessarily the right way but it does lead to more autonomy for the presidency later yeah but again i you, you i don't think you can give him those down the line victories yeah i think where a lot of this comes is that he starts off as this great kind of americana like almost like an american folktale you know yeah. he was born in the woods he became a general raised himself up by his boots pulled himself up by his bootstraps yeah you know but then like when we start looking back with a more historical lens and we're like, the way he treated Native Americans was terrible. And then some people say, well, he didn't actually remove them. That was Van Buren who did that after yeah. him. But he's the one that set everything, settled the ground, you know, yeah. set the groundwork in place for that so that Van Buren just had to come in and say, yeah, let's do it. And, and Jackson is one of the first ones that we also can talk about is the first one that, to implement what we now know today is the spoil system, which is where you put your buddies in the seats of power. And we see this now from every single president, usually a president when they're elected, if they're a new one, they clean house of the cabinet and bring in their own group um, to to kind of basically you're, you're rewarding people who supported you. Um and, and Jackson is the first one to kind of do this, which, again, encourages that backwards movement that, hey, I am draining the swamp, even though he never used those terms. Um, and so he he just has this persona about himself. Yes, he did great things that did help the country. Uh, nullification crisis, again, like uh, Barker said, was a huge one, uh, preventing a state from leaving, but doing it, you know, through force. Um, and then the the unique thing is, like I said, my biggest complaint is him not respecting another branch. But then you look, he himself probably would have opposed the tariff. Uh, it was called the Tariff of Abominations, even. It was Tariff 1828. And, um, and he still supports the fact that Congress made this decision. Again, Congress made the decision originally with the Indian Removal Act. So, you know, not making the best decisions as it is. Um, so... But again, he has a he has a kind of a he's a hero of the Battle of New Orleans. Uh, I think he's in Woody Guthrie, right? That sings that song. Um, uh, yeah, Orleans. Yeah, so it's the Battle of New Orleans. The greatest victory we have in the War of 1812, which takes place after the war is over. Weeks after the Treaty of Ghent is signed. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, anything else to add on uh, Old Hickory here? Um, well, I mean, people kind of say, well, he was the first one to say that. Well, anybody could be president but it really kind of brings up the the you know kind of the old adage of just because you can doesn't mean that maybe you know maybe you shouldn't you know yeah. just because you can doesn't mean you should exactly. um so like looking at it it's just one of these things where like you it, going back to our last video we're about the electoral college like why don't we let the common man vote because the common man at times isn't the best person to to lead the country um just because you say what people like doesn't mean it's the best thing for the country and that's kind of what republicanism is all about it's about having the people who you know kind of have the better knowledge to make things there's a lot of parallels in my mind between him and president trump not saying that president trump's a bad president but just that the fact that he's an outsider he's not from politics it's that new voice that people wanted to hear 
Um, so I think that was kind of a really interesting angle that kind of came up in my brain as I was mm-hmm. uh, talking about him and reading about him. Yeah, and 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 the other thing here too, like like Barker said, was that you know even if you can do something, maybe you shouldn't or anything like that. And and people saying kind of what they want to say, just be aware that this kind of applies to today, right? Anyone's an expert now on the internet. And, you know, people might say the same thing about us. That we, we don't know what we're talking about or whatever. Again, these videos are more for enjoyment and just kind of spitballing our stuff. Um, but people will say whatever they want. Always go and check, 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 check. I mean, even check us. We, I mean, we don't mind. Put it in the comments, you know. We, we can acknowledge when we're wrong. So, again, just kind of keeping that in mind. Um, we're ready for next week's topic. Um, I believe we've decided that we are going to talk about the history of chocolate, which was submitted by a student. So shout out to Miss Shields. <laughs> Shields, for those of you who don't know that inside joke. <laughs> um, for being the first student-submitted topic that we're going to talk Well, second. second. Second, sorry. World War II. The World War II topic yeah, World War was that. Yeah, as well. So. I apologize. Yeah, you're all good. Recognizing um, when we're wrong. Yeah. Um, so what we're going to do is we're actually going to talk about uh, chocolate just kind of in general, where it comes from, where we see it in history pop up first. And then we're going to go into kind of the history of like our favorite candy companies. So you'll have to stay tuned and find out which chocolates you want to buy uh, Turn and Bark. So until then, I'm Turn. I'm Bark. And we didn't do this at the beginning. and It bothers me now. But... <laughs> We're going to be here a long time. Yeah, at least two more weeks. Yeah, have a good night. Be safe. And be well. Good night, everybody.